Hi guys. So let me just uh, take a moment to make sure that everything is going right. So if you are watching the live session now, can you just say hi so that I know I'm not alone? Yeah. So you know, things can go haywire with technology. So I'm just making sure everything is good. Okay, let me start. Hi guys, uh, how's your day? So today I have not one, but three guests and they're all professionals in mental health uh, industry. So we're gonna talk about how to manage your mixed emotion and burnout during lockdown. Now, this is very interesting because I know a lot of you have been posting about all the things that you're cooking, all the things you're baking and all the exercises and all the funny thing that you're trying to do to keep yourself alive feeling alive you know but i do know and i'm one of them I've, I've posted a lot of my exercise video uh photos but i know behind that we are all kind of trying to take a hold on our emotions it's sometimes it's up sometimes it's down do you find yourself overreacting to things that is happening in your house or maybe someone said something and then you kind of like flipped and burst out yeah, so this is all something got to do with our mental health condition, given the lockdown. The lockdown has made everything a little bit more intense. Okay, so I'm gonna bring in, um, I'm gonna bring in my guests one by one, and as I do that, okay, as I do that, please say hi to them as they come, right? Okay, so let me introduce the first person, Joy. Hi, Joy. Hi. Hi everyone. Hi Dean. Thanks for having okay, me here. No worries, it's a pleasure. So uh, let me introduce Joy. Joy Howe is a registered psychologist and a full member of Singapore Psychological Society for the past 10 years. And she is the founder of Empathy Work Psychological Wellness. So Joy is someone who has a lot of insights in this uh, topic. Yeah. Next, I will introduce Vina. Hi, Vina. Hi, hi, Dean. Hi, everyone. Hi, Vina. So, Vina, hi, let me introduce Vina now. Vina Nantakuma is a counselor and a program manager with Caregiver Alliance Limited with 13 years of counseling experience. Wow, nice. Okay, and my. Self. Okay. So, hi, James. James, are you there? Okay, something is going on. James. Ooh. Hi, hello. Hi, James. Hi, everyone. <laughs> hello. <laughs> okay, so James. Hi, hope everyone's well. Yeah. Great. Uh, let me introduce uh, just you to all the friends. So James Lim is a founder of EMEA Strategy. He's experienced and overcame burnout at least five times. And he survived it, right? Live to tell, right? And now he wants to help others to thrive over burnout and that is his mission james five times i think that's like incredible it's incredible incredible that you actually knew that you had a burnout and then you survived it and then you went through it over and over again for five times like wow okay we can learn a lot from you so let's start the, let's start the the show going right okay so uh this is the first question a lot of times we don't realize that we are emotionally affected i know i didn't realize it so what are some of the behavioral indicators that can raise the flag and what should we look for or how can we self-check every now and then Vina, do you want to take this question yeah sure dean um i think things that we can look out for is 
things that we can observe in ourselves, especially immediate things would be about our sleep and eating patterns. Mm. If you start seeing yourself binge eating a lot of, you know, unhealthy stuff, that could be a sign of also, you know, not coping very well. And sometimes when we are going through insomnia or you're not, you know, sleeping too much as well, these are some clear indicators as well that, you know, maybe you're not going, doing too well. So the subconscious mind is telling us these things as well of how we're trying to cope. And um, I think trying to like looking out for things like even if you're procrastinating a lot, you're trying to avoid a lot of responsibilities at times. These are mm. ways that you're trying to protect yourself and you're trying to also deal with the situation at hand. So I would say these are some of the few behavioral indicators and I'm sure um, my fellow panelists can add on, I'm sure a lot more as well that they would have observed. Joy, do you have something else to add on? Oh, okay. I think um, for, for instance, right, for myself, if I'm getting like feeling overwhelmed, I'll feel a little bit more irritable. Like, you know, I'll get easily frustrated and like, you know, slight little, uh, you know, little things that people do around me might actually annoy me uh, more, more than usual. So that's another sign. Um, also, maybe we tend to actually uh, also want to withdraw from people. Like, you know, when we start right. to uh, yeah. not want to actually uh, be involved with uh, activities with people mm. or we start to you know, hide uh, in our own 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 corner when um, no I, I think this is another sign of like um, feeling overwhelmed like feeling a bit um okay I need my I need to actually mm. calm down and take a step back yeah so right. these are actually two other signs as well how James. about James yeah James James okay. uh, for you <laughs> yeah. a different different set of questions so I want okay. to know what is the difference between feeling stressed out and feeling burnout. Is it uh, is it a more intense uh, is it a more intense uh, feeling of stress or is it completely different? Like you go to a different stage, you know? Yeah, uh, thanks, Dean. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, I mean, frankly speaking, uh, before I started my work, right, I I didn't really know the difference. A lot of us actually use the word stressed and uh, burnout very interchangeably, right? Um, like people say, yeah. oh, I'm burned out, I'm burned out. But actually, there, there, there's distinct differences between, um, there are differences between the two. Stress is actually kind of a condition um, where you go through, where you kind of like feel you're in a threatening situation. Whereas I think the easy way of putting this is kind of like um, saying that when stress goes on overdrive, it will then cause burnout. And you will actually experience some of the, uh, you know, the symptoms that um, that Joy and Vina mentioned, you know, uh, and and lots more as well. And, and and you will see things like your productivity drop, um, you know, you're being very angry with people, mm -hmm. those kind of things. Um, so yeah, an easy way of just understanding that is that you know it's just stress on overdrive, uh, and mm -hmm. it's it's kind of affecting your your functioning as a person. Mm. So you know, when I was thinking about this topic, I also realized that we can go through ups and downs in emotions. So that could be good emotions, that could be, could be negative emotions. Uh, could any one of you just share uh, what are some of the emotions we can expect and as an indicator that we are actually going through some kind of uh, lockdown burnout or stress? Who would like to answer that? Joy? Okay. Um... I think um, for me personally, I think there's no right or wrong emotions. 
Mm. Actually, emotions are, I mean, as human beings, we will have emotions. So I guess uh, the key is to be able to acknowledge uh, these emotions to actually know that, hey, if I'm feeling a bit more like, you know, irritable, a little bit more um, that I've lost interest in things, you know, maybe um, in things that I actually uh, are usually pleasurable to us, maybe it's something, okay, that's a warning sign already. Or maybe mm. we feel a bit more um, that, like, you know, uh, like usually, for instance, for helpers, like people helpers, like, you know, usually um, we like to uh, help people. But let's say when there comes a point when we feel that, hey, you know, what am I doing? <laughs> Why am I doing what I'm doing? There's no point. I hate my, mm. I hate helping people. Mm. You know, there's a lot of fatigue. And that's another kind of like um, emotional um, symptom as well. Mm. Is, it, is it something like uh, when hmm. when you feel like you are starting yeah. to question why am I doing this? You know, like why? Yeah. On normal yeah. days before the pandemic, you don't think about it. You just enjoy doing it. But then yeah. suddenly yeah. now you are like questioning why, why, what's this? What's the point of this? That that's that's one yeah. of the ways. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I also mm. noticed. I also noticed that, uh, or rather, I know from from my own general knowledge that. Sometimes emotional issues can present themselves as a physical symptom. So can you tell me more about uh, physical symptoms that people can look out for? Uh, Vina? Yeah, um, I think definitely sometimes some people, they turn to unhelpful ways of coping as well. If you start noticing that you know, you're starting to eat a lot more or sometimes you're turning to alcohol or mm -hmm. cigarettes mm -hmm. and things like that, a lot more to cope. That's definitely a, a key sign that, you know, that something's up uh, with the way that you're actually dealing with things. And I think like what Joy mentioned uh, earlier, it's like withdrawal from people. So now it may not be so obvious, but sometimes, you know, we try to connect with friends via Zoom, having, you know, mm. kind of online parties and stuff. If you're not feeling the motivation to actually go and connect with friends and family through such avenues, that's definitely a sign as well. And sometimes you might be more fidgety. You may be pacing a lot more doing such things. So these are things to look out for for certain. Okay, James, do you yeah. do you, do you um, you have experienced it? So what are some of the, the the initial physical symptoms? Do you tend to have like headaches or do you fall sick, and then you think that it's uh, infection, but it's actually not. So so James, yeah. tell me your experience. Uh, I, I guess it's, it's different for everyone. I mean, uh, some of us could actually be a little bit more, you know, our health state could actually be a bit more uh, uh, better than others. But um, for me, for example, right, one of the things that really got me um, thinking that I could be burned out was actually, I was actually hospitalized um, twice wow. in a month. Yeah. You know, uh, when I was actually experiencing my burnout prior to starting uh, to do what I'm doing now. Um, and, and yeah, I was actually having pneumonia. And, and oh. you know, I, I didn't even think about it. So you one of the telltale signs is like, you know, you could actually be falling sick. Your immunity could actually be low. Uh, and you're very susceptible to, you know, common colds and all those kind of things. And of course, in more severe cases, like for me, you know, it's 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 uh, pneumonia. And I didn't think much about it, frankly, you know, after two two mm. times of being uh, warded in the hospital until my colleague just very jokingly said to me, says, I think you're overworked. And and even though that 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 remark was actually made uh, kind of like as a joke, you know, half half men mm. as a joke, it really set me thinking. And mm. um, nowadays, you know, especially for me, when I start to you know be a little bit, uh, you know, I get sick very easily. Then I kind of pay attention. 
uh, whether could I actually be, you know, stressed? Could I actually be burning out? Uh, it, it actually sets off alarm bells, and I actually, yeah, and I just make sure that I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 based on my reading, I know that. Please correct me if I'm wrong, right? I know that when you are very stressed, your immunity tends to go down, and that's mm -hmm. why you tend to get all this flu and and and. And yours is even worse, pneumonia, right? So all these physical symptoms is actually telling your body telling you that something is going wrong emotionally. True? Yes. Yes, yeah? yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, what can we do? What can we do now? Now that we realize that we are emotionally not centered. I don't want to say imbalance, right? Because it sounds like something's wrong with you, but we are not centered like we used to be. So uh joy what what do you have to say um, i guess uh, maybe uh it'll be very helpful to have a uh, like um uh, uh self-awareness like you know, knowing mm. about our own physical symptoms like what james has mentioned like if we start to feel like oh uh, no uh, i mean um we start to have stomach aches or pains and so on or we start to fall sick more easily so there's a sign that hey, okay, i need to actually slow down take a break you know uh take a break from all the overwhelming things around us so that's one way maybe also being uh, kind to ourselves yeah compassionate yeah, so absolutely yeah be kind to ourselves be kind to ourselves i'm just going to put a banner up here yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> because, um, okay. Yeah. Now, uh, the thing is that um, I experienced this myself. Uh, I think it was last week or the week before. So I, I for two whole days, I just couldn't think well. So I call it brain fog, right? Mm -hmm. So I can't think well, and I felt really guilty about it because I can't do my work, mm -hmm. right? So, so I think what you said is really important. We need to be kind to ourselves. The good thing for me is that uh, I had I was complaining it to one of my close friends, and she said she said you know there will be days where you have good days, and there will be days where it is not so good, and when it's not so good, you just have to take a break. Yeah. Because in lockdown, we are not going anywhere anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so now I want to talk about self talk. So I'm I'm just lucky that I have a friend who can say that to me but not all of us have, right? We are all kind of reacting to the situation. And then now we know that now we are good in Singapore, we're going into phase one. And that is really not much different from what we are now. So we are seeing ourselves as like, oh my God, four more weeks of this thing. <laughs> so what are some of the things that we can say to ourselves? I know self-talk is really powerful. So anyone who can, any one of you, what can you, what can we do? What can we say to ourselves to kind of get through this, this really difficult time? Yeah, I, I think um, when we're talking about self-talk, right, uh, it, it, it could be something that is um, very new to some people, right? I mean, it's like people will just say, you, you mean what we talk to ourselves? Uh, we all do have internal dialogues with ourselves mm. and, and it's um, what, what we can do really is, I, I think one of the things about this is really sometimes pausing, taking a pause and really look, you know, we, we watch, some of us have watched the movie, you know, called Inside Out, right? 
and it kind yeah, of tells yeah. us that you know, yeah, there are, there are a lot of things happening inside. It's just whether you're aware or not, and yeah. and it's a time for you to pause. And one of the things that I always do for myself, in, you know, and when I talk to people about self talk, is um one of the starting points is you could actually ask yourself what are some of the expectations you have of yourself as well. What are you saying to yourself? You know, uh, like for example, you know, when you are going through a very tough time, and 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 uh, you know, like for example, in COVID nineteen, things can seem to be not working right. In, in, in the right ways, right? And then you can be yourself like, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm so inefficient, you know, I'm not getting things right. But the thing is that, are you being too harsh? You know, just like what Joy said, be kind to yourself, right? Uh, what are some of these expectations that you have of yourself? You know, uh, because we are very familiar with people having expectations of us, but what about, what are some of the things that you have about yourself, the expectations you have yourself? One of the things that uh, very quickly we can actually look into is like, for example, are there words that you use, you know, when you talk to yourself, words that you use, like, for example, I must, I have to, you know. Wow, that's, uh, that's, that's so powerful. Yes, what, what other words? We need to know this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's just this, but the, the word like must and have to, right, these, these will create really great stress, right? Uh, and if you constantly engage in that kind of um, um, talk, right, you will wear yourself out. Right, mm -hmm. you're putting yourself, you're holding yourself to very high. There's nothing wrong with holding yourself to very high standards, but we need to, you know, uh, we need to accept the fact that we're in very challenging times now. Things are very different now, um, so you know we have to be very careful with what we're saying and what we're expecting of ourselves. Yeah, I think one of the other words that came to my mind that that really kind of uh, heightens our stress is should. I should yeah. be doing this. Yeah. I should. Mm. Yeah. Or maybe something else like uh, I could have right mm. in retrospect you say i could have done this i could have done that but mm. we wouldn't know right it's hindsight 2020 right okay. yeah. so, so what yes. other words does uh, joy or vina do you have any anything else that that uh could add to this list yeah. or is this complete <laughs> uh, i think those are the main kind of words that most of us or you know i have to as what james mentioned a lot of um, pressure that we put on ourselves a lot of times about things that we should be doing, have to be doing, or like you mentioned earlier, Dean, about could, a lot of like this uh, comparison that we have for ourselves with other people as well as benchmarks mm -hmm. of success. Yeah. So it's not really helpful when we keep imposing a lot of these standards on ourselves. So um, also to address your other question, I think something that helps me is like when we were talking about feelings earlier, for me, feelings are feedback. So I always I ask myself also, what are the feelings trying to tell me? Because they actually have a very helpful term that, you know, they're trying to express to us some things that's going on in our body. And our body is also a very helpful way of uh, benchmarking what's going on for us in terms of our stress levels. So if our immunity is going down, if, you know, certain things are not quite working for us, you know, they are actually trying to express certain things that are happening for us. So I would ask myself that. And I would also say that, you know, I'm in control of my well-being, you know, and also what are things that I can do to make myself feel happy and feel cheerful again and things like that. So these would be some kind of things that I would also try to encourage myself with. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Joy, do you have anything to add? Don't, don't feel stressed to add anything. <laughs> yeah. in, in my counseling uh, practice or, or in the talks that we do, right? So, there's this, uh, like what James and um, uh, Vina has mentioned, Mr. Should and Mrs. Must, mm -hmm. you know, are people whom we need to disconnect with. So Mr. Should, like Mrs. Must, yeah, uh -huh. or yeah. Ms. Ott. Yeah, you know, or it, it can be about us. No, I should be the perfect father. No, I 
I must be uh, liked by everyone or everybody ought to agree with what I say. You know, all these actually put pressure on ourselves and also on people as well. Another thing that actually um, that just came to my mind this morning was uh, this fear of missing out. <laughs> you know, currently oh, I think there's so yeah. much webinars and so many mm. uh, courses online. And sometimes we feel that, hey, you know, if I don't join this, if I don't join that, no, am I missing out on something? You know, am I, you know, am I uh, behind my peers and so on? So instead, maybe telling ourselves, oh, no, I'm fearful of missing out. Maybe how about changing it to the joy of missing out? You know, like, oh, I like that. Yes, joy of missing out. Yeah. Why do we need mm. to know so much, right? We don't need to know so much. We are still yeah. alive. We will yeah. still go on, right? Yeah, yeah Jomo, Jomo, Jomo. Jomo, Jomo. Correct. And I think, thanks for that. And I, I, I agree with Vina as well, right? I mean, one of the things about how feelings are uh, kind of, uh, it's a feedback, right? And yeah. one of the things yeah. about it, the, the natural reaction for a lot of us is that we, we tend to feel very negative about negative feelings. Can I say that again? We tend to be very negative about oh, yeah, negative feelings, right? right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, but we need to acknowledge that sometimes negative feelings may not be bad. It's only mm. bad when when it causes destruction to you know like uh, to you you know when it's, it's distracting you, uh, the way that you are and causing um, problems in your functioning. Like for example, anger, right? Uh, anger. A lot of us say, "Wow, it's bad to be angry," but. Anger actually drove some people to, you know, to really advocate for people, you know, advocate mm. for, um, you know, to start movements, meaningful movements to help people who might be, uh, you know, might be underprivileged and all that. Mm. So I think sometimes have it's nothing wrong having negative feelings, but the important thing is whether what do you do with it, you know, uh, whether do you acknowledge having it, uh, what can you do with it, uh, what positives can come out of it. You know, so so th- again, I think it's it's kind of like also related to the you know the the must and shoulds. You know, we must not feel angry. We must not feel have negative emotions, right? Uh, and I think yeah, we will, and we will we will actually miss out on a lot. You know, if we actually don't uh, sometimes acknowledge and accept some of these negative feelings, uh, yeah. and, and let it drive us uh, positively. Yeah, I think so, uh, I just want to add on to what uh, James you have said is that mm-hmm. uh, we need to accept that we are emotional creatures and mm-hmm. we will feel. And so yeah. when we feel something negative, we tend to feel bad for feeling negative, right? And mm-hmm. that feeling yeah. bad for feeling negative is the one that's causing us stress and suffering, isn't it? Yes. Because yes. accept that negative feeling and just work, process through it, things will, that, that situation will be processed much easier internally, right? Am I mm-hmm. right to say that? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious, I'm very curious. You guys, okay, so James, you already said you went through burnout, right? So Joy and Vina, you are professionals in this. You know what to expect, you know how to solve this thing, but do you find yourself getting into situations of stress, the burnout without realizing it? What's your experience like? Yes, uh, I can definitely share first. I've gone through burnout a few times as well. Wow. Uh, as well. So I think doesn't mean if you're a professional, it makes you exempt from going through burnout. Uh, yeah. I think end of the day, we're all human beings. So, you know, we will still be naturally inclined to sometimes fall prey to stress, go through certain things. And I think sometimes people don't realize that when we are helpers, we're actually more susceptible to actually going through burnout because, you know, we're in the front line of helping people day to day more often so you're more likely to actually experience that as well when you put yourself in that uh, position as mm-hmm. well so, 
yeah, it will happen. But I think it's like um, learning, like what James said, is that every time when you go through something like that, you learn lessons from it about what you actually can actually uh, gain and actually learn from it to in order to share with others mm. as well. So I think that's the important point that uh, I realized for myself. How about Joy? What's your experience like with stress and burnout? <laughs> Certainly, I have my fair, many, many fair share of like um, stress and burnout. You know that it, because we are like you know in a way we are giving emotionally of our uh, time, attention when we do counseling or even talks and so on. Mm. So sometimes, you no, know, I, I um there there are times, many times where I feel oh, okay, uh, oh, okay, I'm so drained. You no, know, there's nothing more to give. Mm. I just Sometimes I may just go through the motion, and sometimes secretly I might think, oh, okay, I hope that this uh, session is uh, okay, <laughs> that I, I don't have to go for this session, and so on. So I think definitely like what Vina has mentioned that, um, you know, uh, I think uh, helpers or even frontline workers, essential workers, they are more susceptible to, to burnout because they are always giving. So I think we need oh, to actually, right, yeah. Yeah, they're always yeah. giving. And, um, giving, you know, yeah. uh, yeah, to be um, very aware, mindful of our emotional bank. You know, when we okay, are... Okay, so, so, so the next thing I want to know is what is your favorite activity or strategy, tactic, whatever you call it? What is your favorite or most effective way to deal with this? So let's start with James. James, you have done this a few times over. So because, <clears> before you go there, James, I want to know how did you realize, you said, you mentioned once uh, that after, someone mentioned that you might be suffering from burnout, but you went through mm. it many times. So how in that later burnouts did you, how did you realize that you were having a burnout? And then, then you can then tell us uh, what is your strategy for overcoming it? Okay, uh, for this, I'll actually call it, uh, uh, you know, we, we have like uh, FOMO and, uh, uh, and, and, and jo, jo, Jomo, right? Now, now I have Lobo, uh, the lessons of burning out. Lobo. So, yeah, I've been through burnout and, and the thing is that at least five times, I kind of like stopped counting already, you know, but one thing about it is that I, the, the thing is that I didn't burn out for the same reasons. I burn out for various reasons I, and I learned different things uh, from each burnout episode, right? Uh, so how do I find out? I mean, it's actually kind of like along the way. Yeah? And uh, you, you can actually very easily uh, look through Google, you know, Google for symptoms of burnout. Uh, and and they actually provide you with a long list uh, without need to going into that. You know, what I did was that basically I took some of this list and I actually uh, arranged them into a very nice acronym, you know, called ICE-T. You know, so I always tell myself, okay, if I'm, I feel that I'm burning out, I need to actually have iced tea, you know, uh, what the iced tea stands for. So I, C, E, D, then the letter T, I stands for, you know, feeling uh, of in, inadequacy, you know, uh, ineffectiveness, C stands for cynicism, E stands for exhaustion, mental and physical exhaustion, uh, then D stands for detachment, you know, something that both Joy and Dina mentioned, and then T, T as in just the letter T, yeah? uh, it's actually uh, a sense of feeling trapped, that you can't do much about it. Uh, so kind of, I think, and that's what I've actually been teaching and, and, and sharing with everyone because nobody keeps a long list to go around and say, okay, I might burn out, I might burn out, right? It's, it's so difficult to bring a long list. But with an acronym like that, it's easy for you to know. Mm -hmm. um, now, in terms of strategies, right, I'm still learning, frankly. You know, I'm still I'm, I'm still learning from Lobo. Uh, and um, there are many, many strategies. But one of my most favorite strategy, uh, which I'm still trying to perfect it, is mm -hmm. uh, basically the strategy of really having a sustainable rhythm you know, uh, whether is it for work, 
especially even more so now when we are all working from home, right? Your 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 lines between work and and, and family is blurred. Last time I used to say that work used to invade our personal space. Now work invades our living space, right? Uh, and and the thing about it, so it's very important that we have very clear boundaries between work and 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 our personal uh, our, our self care time and our uh, time with our loved ones. Uh, and and for different one of us, it's diff- it works differently. You know whether is it carving out a certain routine, uh, and and really honoring that. Very importantly, if you if public holidays, weekdays, and uh, your off days are rest days, honor that. You know, uh, don't work on public holiday. It's very tempting. As for those of us, you know, like or like me, people who are workaholics, mm. you know, wow, another extra day to work. Uh, but you no, know, honor that time of rest. Right? We must rest. That's the time where I can use the word must. We must rest. <laughs> yeah. We must. So yeah, yes. that's a good, I can go ahead. Yeah. Good use of must. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But don't okay, stress so, yourself out with that. <laughs> uh, uh, Vina, what's your strategy? Um, I think one thing that I learned for myself is really to cultivate a life outside of work that's very important. Find something that you're passionate about, something else that you're really invested in. So for me, it was actually volunteering and actually becoming a tour guide, a volunteer mm-hmm. tour guide. So I joined a community of fellow like-minded people who actually do this as well on a regular basis. Okay. So I found that when you actually invest yourself in something else, it actually brings a lot of meaning to your life. And you realize that, you know, there's life outside of work and it actually gives you a lot of uh, meaning and hope as well. So I think that is one of the things. Another thing is, I think, take relaxation seriously. I think like what James mentioned, when you know, when you actually are supposed to rest, do rest. Uh, doesn't mean you have to just be lying down, but whether it's listening to music, whether it's spending time with family and friends, meditating, whatever is your go-to thing, you know, mm-hmm. take that seriously and, you know, give yourself time to actually honour that. Mm. Okay. Joy, what's your strategy now? Um, my strategy would be doing uh, one at least one thing on my bliss list, B-L-I-S-S, and I call it uh, things that we enjoy or things that bring us positive emotions, you know, mm. or is this, it could be just a cup of nice coffee, having a cup of nice coffee at home, having a hot shower, simple little things, simple pleasures that we can do at home. So at least do one thing uh, that I enjoy every day, or it can be just watching my favourite drama for, for a short while, mm. going downstairs for a walk, um, just to take in the fresh air. So that's one thing. Another thing that actually uh, I find it very helpful for me personally is to surround myself with people who care. So mm. when uh, I know there are times when I feel so overwhelmed, I'll actually call somebody, you know, at least have uh, maybe two people that I can be vulnerable with, mm. that people who will I know that will not judge me for what I share. You know, I can just pour out everything uh, to these two people. So um, this, so these are the two things that actually help me when I'm feeling mm. very uh, overwhelmed. So running up what Vina and Joy has said, friends, what you need to do is have some passion outside your work that you do it for the sake of purely enjoyment. You are not expecting anything out of it. So you kind of let go because there's no expectations, right? There's no KPI, there's no standards to follow. And then Joy is saying what, what I thought was very, very important is that you need to have a few people in your life that you can reach out to in moments of, um, moments of stress, uh, struggle, moments of struggle, right? Yeah. So friends, I want to ask you, do you have people in your life 
even if it's just one person, do you have people in your life that you can reach out to in a moment of struggle? If yes, just type yes. If you know, if you're willing to share who that person is, then put that person's name down there and give a shout out to that person, right? I saw a comment uh, here. Let me just check. Okay, it's by Hui Fang. So she's mentioning emotional bank. So how many emotions? I think what she's trying to say is we can look at our emotions as a bank and then we can fill it up. And then when we are serving someone, it gets withdrawn. So how do we fill it up again so that there's always a good balance so that it doesn't go into the red? Any ideas from you guys? Anyone? I think it Gina. depends on the experiences that you develop along the way. So, you know, try and accumulate a lot more positive experiences mm -hmm. that you enjoy with family and friends. And I think the memories that you develop accumulates this sort of resilience sort of package in your, you know, in your emotional bank so that whenever things get tough, these are the sort of memories and emotions that you can actually draw on as well mm -hmm. to kind of fuel yourself. So that could be one way of doing it. Mm. James, you had something to say? Uh, yeah, I mean, as in uh, the other way, I think definitely one of the things is we, we this question actually does tell us that we need to fill up our emotional bank, right? You know, we, yes. we, it will get depleted. Uh, and one way, one of the ways is like, you know, what Vino mentioned you know, is to see how to actually fill it up. The other way is also to, I, what I always look at is to identify emotional guzzlers, um, you know, things that will drain you of uh, your, your, your emotional bank, oh, you know? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If, for example, you're in a particular, especially in a crisis situation like this, right? If you're mm. in a, for example, in a WhatsApp group that is really causing you a lot mm. of negative thoughts, Right. Oh, yeah. uh, if you're going okay. through social media, I, I just watched a video yesterday about a person who actually goes for uh, social media detox twice a year, you know, oh. and oh. he actually says that how, you know, he realized sometimes that while scrolling through Instagram and while going through social media, mm -hmm. uh, you could actually unintentionally have very negative self-talk about mm -hmm. yourself. Oh, look at this guy. Look at, look at him. He was having such a good time. Look because at his everyone biceps. Everyone else is having a better life, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it's to identify some of these emotional guzzlers and, and to take action, you know, to prevent your emotional bank from being depleted. Ah, yeah, okay. because it can really deplete very quickly. You, you're not careful about it. Yes. Yeah. yeah what, what you mentioned is emotional blacklist, right? Is that what uh, you said? Blacklist, yeah. Guzzlers. I think... Uh, uh, what's the guzzlist? Sorry, I, I, I don't understand. I think that just things that just drain, drain you. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. Guzzlist. Yeah. Okay. So let me tell you, everyone, emotional guzz list, guzz. right? Is this the right word, guzz list? So oh it just God. just feeds on it. So I think mm. G U Z Z L E R. I think if I'm not wrong, yeah. if I didn't Guzzler. get it, yeah, oh, guzz list, Guzzler. yeah, Guzzler. yeah. So it just feeds and feeds and feeds, you know, greedily. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. yeah. All right. Interesting. Interesting. This is the first time I heard this uh, this expression, but it's very mm. very good. Okay, yeah. so uh, you guys have been a uh, uh, prof uh, mental health prof professional for a long time. Are there any surprising patterns you noticed from supporting your clients over the years? Mm. Uh, Joy, do you do you notice anything? Actually, yeah, I'm actually um very proud to see that actually and also very happy to see actually that um clients or people whom I work with actually are more resilient than they think. 
exactly. And they wow. are more, um, yeah, they have the inner resources that actually sometimes they overlook. It could be their, we call it SEA, their strengths mm. that they actually uh, could overlook or downplay. It could also uh, be them having experiences in the past can be failures, past experiences or good or bad experiences that actually helps them to actually uh, become um, um, a more resilient, stronger person that can help So them you're saying to... that we all actually have all the resources that we need exactly. to get through the challenges, right? It's just that we are, our, our mind is clouded with all the negative thoughts at that moment and That's it doesn't right. get to that. Yeah, Vina. Yeah, I would agree with Joy. A lot of time, like uh, the clients that I work with, sometimes it's just helping them to unpack a lot more and have that clarity. But they do have a lot more resources at hand and they even realize. And when they actually tap on it and they unwrap these sort of resources, they get really excited about being mm. able, you know, being able to use them in very useful ways. So they find that it's actually something that is very positive about them mm -hmm. and they actually are able to take on a lot of strengths such as curiosity which is very important wow. being curious about their own lives and about you know what is it that they can actually use about themselves and others around them that they can tap on so yeah i definitely agree with joy on that okay james do you have something to say about this do you well see i, I don't yeah. interesting what sorry Interesting patterns or surprising patterns uh, okay. you notice from your clients over the years. Okay, so for me, my clients are mainly because I don't do I don't do one on one uh, as a okay. yet. You know, a lot of uh, what I do is actually more on, on talks and workshops and training. Education, uh, right? yeah, education, yeah. Because I think a lot of people don't know much about burnout. Uh, so one interesting uh, pattern I see is that uh, uh, how a lot of people actually have very um how should i put this they always think that people who burn out are basically people who don't know how to you know, they are weak you know and all that um but a uh, very interesting thing is that uh, harvard business review actually shows that you know uh, in the one of the performance management book is actually say the top performers are actually the ones that's most prone to burnout i mean it makes sense right people who are passionate about their work who are really top performing they need to always be at the edge of their game are their most um you know they're most vulnerable to burnout. Uh, and the thing about it is that, but yet all of us are actually susceptible, especially these group of people. But yet oh, a lot of us actually don't want to seem vulnerable, right? We always want to put up this picture that we're fine and, all that, and, and that doesn't help. Uh, end of the day, I realize people who actually are able to accept the fact that they are vulnerable and they need support, um, they, they actually will be able to bounce back. So that's actually part of resilience, right? You know, be able to actually, um, to actually accept the fact that you are a finite being, you know, and, and, and even during this time, you know, even COVID-19, if you're going through a tough time, you know, there are various resources, community resources out there. You have family resources, you know, like the National Care Hotline, you know, mm -hmm. uh, financial assistance and all that. Uh, I think that is everybody's going through a challenging time. So uh, there is no shame in wanting to see, to say that, oh, I'm weak. You know, yeah. um, we just need to get through this time. And we, we, no, we, we all just need to, I think we need to accept the fact that there'll be times when we will dip and then mm. it is the going up back again that makes you a better person, right? And yes, it is. When you stay there, maybe you need help. But if you are dipping and then you go up and you dip and you go up, it means you're a, you're a resilient person, right? Yeah. 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 Lobo, Lobo. Lessons of burning up. Yeah. <laughs> see, I have another question. Uh, carrying on with what James has said. See, we always... Uh, we think that showing our vulnerability or the vulnerable side of being stressed or feeling burnt out uh, is something that you don't want to show to people. You, you want to hide it. 
But I think one of the ways that we can tell other people that it is okay to feel that way is to actually reach out to them. Mm -hmm. So uh, like I was thinking, you know, a lot of times we can sense that imbalance in us, but it's much easier for us to see it in someone else. So mm -hmm. what is the right way for us to go and approach them in the most empathetic way or in the most sensitive way and tell them, you know what, maybe you are experiencing burnout or stress. Any ideas from you guys? I think for me, it's, it's definitely not an easy topic to broach, really, because it's, it's like telling someone in the face, I think you you need help, right? And, and people don't really like that, right? It's like, what do you mean, you know? Um, I think for me, I basically capitalize on, on my own experience and being... I be vulnerable first. So I share with people about my experience or even really, even if I don't get the chance to share about my experience burning out, uh, mm. I actually share with them, you know, when people ask me, I, I, uh, how are you? I don't put out a front and I do say, well, it, you know, frankly speaking, not the best, uh, but I'm trying my, you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep well, you know, um, and I think by, by taking the first step and being vulnerable, it helps people to kind of like, not have to like outdo you is it oh you're doing fine oh, i must say that i'm ah. doing fine too you know um and it but does open up to, sorry we tend to say uh, when people ask how are you we just say oh i'm fine even though mm. there's a lot of things going on because it's a social expectations right just say i'm fine so now you're saying that you know maybe we need to be a little bit more real in answering this yeah. question yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need oh, to be more I, real I, can you carry on what you were saying I know. I mean, basically, that's that's really you know being authentic, being real, you know, um, um being truthful. I mean, it's really what we are going through. Uh, if we are working in 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 a team, you know, uh, it helps. You know, if if you are actually able to be vulnerable with other people. I mean, we have, of course, when we do that, we have to be prepared that other people may not reciprocate, right? Mm. Um, but there is nothing wrong in you being vulnerable. Uh. I mean, it just shows that you're human, right? You're, you're human, you're going through uh, challenging time just as everyone is going through challenging time. Uh, so I think that's a very important step uh, in, in helping to break down any barriers uh, for, for that works for me, at least. Yeah. Uh, Vina, you had something to say. How, how can we reach out to someone and say it in the, say in the, in the nicest way so that they don't, they don't uh, you know, become defensive or go into denial? Do you have I, any strategies? I think strategies would be, again, like starting with yourself, like kind of saying that, like what James was saying, I agree, start with yourself, your own experience of um, going through certain things that you've observed mm. about yourself when you've actually gone through that. Then also pose it as like an open-ended question. I wonder for yourself, like, you know, what is it that you've observed recently as well? Ah, or, you know, what is it one, yeah. that you, you've noticed that has been going on for you? You know, so when we have that open-ended conversation with a friend or whether it's someone who you've noticed is uh, maybe having some struggles, then at least they might be more willing to bring down their guard to be also mm. a bit more open-ended because you're also showing your vulnerability like what James said, which is true. Mm. It's important to start with our own vulnerability and to show that, you know, end of the day, we all have this uh, vulnerability and it's okay to show that because it's actually a sign of strength, actually, to be able to be mm. vulnerable. So, to actually be, yeah. be uh, to actually acknowledge your vulnerability is the real strength, right? Yes, that is the yeah. real strength behind yeah. it. Yeah. So then the person will be more willing, hopefully, to acknowledge, and they actually are the best observers of themselves. So they probably mm. would have noticed certain things that are not doing so well. So joy. 
Okay. Yeah. I think um to add on, I, I guess um ourselves like you know if we really want to reach out to another person, being uh, aware that of our own um you know uh, being more empathetic, you know, being open to whatever they might share or might not share. Perhaps we can say something like, hey, um, um, I noticed that you're a little bit more quiet recently mm -hmm. on the WhatsApp group. You know, I noticed that you're a little bit more tired easily. You know, um, is there anything that I can help? You know, just like um, offer, or sometimes we don't even need to say anything. You know, just if we can, just comment, right? Just say, oh, I noticed that you're quite quiet these days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's it. And then leave it open and see how they respond, right? Ah, it's very interesting. I learned yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I had one person because I've, I've, I was doing my social media detox. So I was out of Facebook for a good two years. I just didn't want to go in. So I only go in once in a while. Until oh, one long. Person, Yeah, that's one. <laughs> yeah, it's long. I feel good now. I feel good about myself now. <laughs> so it's only when one of my close friends sent me a message as, how are you? And I didn't see you on Facebook uh, these days. So that's why I'm like, oh, okay, maybe it's time for me to get back because nothing's wrong with me. So then I, I feel like it's um, I'm in a much healthier state to come back, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I noticed here Hui Fang was saying something. Instead of offering direct help, like maybe you are experiencing burnout, I will propose activity together with them, which helps them relax. So Hui Fang, if you have examples of such activities, could you just type it out in the comments? But uh, experts, what kind of activities do you have? Anything top of your mind to suggest? Uh, yeah. Yes. Joy? But you know the, the, the problem is, yeah, this is like off the top question, right? Yeah, it's okay. But I think what uh, what Wifang might be thinking is like, oh, let's go for a walk together. But that's going to be very difficult in COVID. We can't even meet anyone outside yeah. our household. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm really interested, Wifang. So if you have something about this, just add it on. Um, and you can all read it later. Maybe I will share an example, something that I do with my friends. If you are like, you know, interested in watching uh, like plays or musicals, you can always mm. do that together with your friends these days. Do a Zoom party actually like watch together at the same time the thing and then you have a sort of discussion during or after the show as well about how things or how you actually found the performance and things like that so that could be a way of socializing or you know if wow. you're a more active person do a zumba party you know and it's a good way to burn calories as well <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's right so Wei so is saying in the in the comments say that yeah okay so Basically, she's using English, so she says, "Oh, uh, invite the person to out for coffee or talk, a chat, uh, you know." But this, we can't invite anyone out for coffee. I wish I can go out for coffee, but we can't. We have to go yeah. buy the coffee and come back. So I guess, like what Vina said, everything has to be done online now, right? And that's yeah. we have to be contacted with it. So yes, uh, any last words, any last advice or words of wisdom from any one of you before we end this? I think um, one thing I would like to share is how it's actually a um, it's it's a time that's challenging for a lot of people, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think we don't have to dispute that. Uh, and it's also a time whereby we can actually do good 
um, to help lift people's spirits up. You know, like what Vina mentioned, uh, if we could volunteer remotely, uh, that's one way of doing good. Uh, if not, you know, we can kind of look out for friends. Uh, and one of the things that personally I, I felt very blessed with is that, um, you know, just just yesterday uh, I, I had, uh, and I have friends who do this, uh, different friends, uh, and they just like bought a packet of bread, you know, uh, and then they just left it at my door. You know, oh, um, my sister actually nice. would actually, yeah, yeah my, my sister would actually like, um, uh, she would actually like buy food delivery and then, you know, order and then send it to my house. I you think such little can I, Let's interrupt yeah. a bit. If yes. this happened outside of lockdown, I yes. would be very worried. I'm like, who is this <laughs> coming and living here right now? <laughs> yeah. Lockdown is like, it makes complete sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's this book doing here, right? But yeah. I, I mean, let's not let's not give up the opportunity to you know do little goods and to 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 one another and to lift up spirits. I mean, it doesn't have to be something that is really extravagant, you know. Uh, like I'm I'm really blessed by my friend leaving that packet of bread. You no, know? uh, so it's 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 it's, 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 it's a it's a couple that I know from church who actually came and, and I think she, they just left it there and and it's not expensive bread but it, it really means a lot to me you know it that is someone's watching it's a, someone's watching I mean it's watching out for you someone has your back that you are loved uh and I think that actually really is powerful uh, at least for me you know I, I like that and so let's not not let's not uh give up uh, opportunity to do good to one another during this time let's be creative oh, yeah. about it yeah and it's, it's a simple act right we are not asking you to do something amazing like big right yeah. uh Vina, what mm. what do you have any last words i think just be uh willing to step out of your comfort zone during this period of time find ways to be creative like what james mentioned to connect mm. with friends and family using technology and so on and, you know, I think practically a sense of gratitude for things that we do have mm. actually makes a big difference for everyone. Mm. Because a lot of times we are a lot more blessed in a lot of ways compared to some people who are struggling in a lot of other countries with this COVID lockdown. Mm. So I think kind of reminding ourselves about that and actually what we do have actually does, um, you know, just enrich us a lot more. Mm. John? Uh, I guess also I'd like to encourage, um, you know, um, people that it is okay to seek help. There's no shame in seeking help. Mm. If let's say at any point that we find that, hey, I've done all that I can, I'm still feeling overwhelmed, anxious, you know, or depressed, that would encourage them to seek uh, professional support. And mm. uh, there's no shame in seeking help. help. In fact, it's, I think it takes a lot of courage to step out and to seek help. Yeah, and, okay. and lastly, H-O-P-E, whatever we are going through right now, uh, hang on. Pain ends. Pain will end. Oh, I like that. Oh, oh. Hang on. pain ends. Yeah. yeah. Joy is the person to go for such meaningful yes. abbreviation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you need to write a book on your abbreviations, Joy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I just run off with the key key points that we have made. First is we need to know that we are going through emotional ups and downs, mm. right? And then the next thing I remember is saying that when someone says that. No, maybe you are going to stress, or maybe you are suffering from burnout. I mm. think take uh, you know pause and and think about it, maybe because maybe that person is saying the the truth, right? And then uh, you need to have certain strategies to kind of de-stress, let the let the pressure off, and do not have high expectations, or rather review your expectations. Is it too high given the current situation, right? 
and then you all mentioned all the different strategies and uh we found always there to help us say national care hotline one eight hundred this is if you're in Singapore, right? Okay, thanks. <laughs> uh, you know what? This is another great session. I always aim to end at 30 minutes, but because you guys were so good sharing so much, now it's 15 minutes now. So, but thank you. And I hope thank you have learned so much. Please share this video. I think a lot of people are going to learn. Uh, and because our conversation is so nice, I'm sure they're going to listen right to the end, right? So thank you, thank you, Joy, thank you, thank Vina, you. thank you, James. Thank you. We'll see you again. Thank you. Bye -bye. Thank you. 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 Thank you.